How about this? How about this? How about this? Finally get this stupid shit to work. What's been going on with this? This is what's going on. How's that? Is that pretty cool? That's the best intro of all time. It's good to have it back. I love that fucking shit. I agree. I'm Nick Ninjata. This is Steve Murphy with me here on the on the uh, on the show. Justin doesn't remember the number, which is just typically unprofessional of him. Um, <laughs> we should just talk trash about him the whole time. I'm for it. I'm for I it. I mean, I, I put it like all over the internet. I put it. The phone number is available on like all over Chud. It's available right. all over. You know. He's probably calling some sex phone line. I don't understand it. Of course, Devin has a... I understand, the, I understand the sex phone line. That's great. Which sex phone line? I mean, it's really a case-by-case basis. Do you agree? Yes, I do. So I what, have you been doing? what have you been doing while we wait for them to catch up to us? I just got my drink ready. What kind of a drink? I have finished off the bottle of early times. So I've got a little glass of early times sitting right here. Okay, tell me a little bit about it. A little bit about the early times, tell me right? Tell the delicacy that is early times. Yes, it's so difficult to find. It's uh, When you go into the liquor store, you have to look way up high on like, the top shelf stuff. Right, look okay. up there, and it'll be staring up at you because it's under the ground. It is the worst shit of all time. It's, it's like, what, $10, is it? You tend to buy stuff based on its, uh, its price. No, the price. It's got to be the name as well. It has to have some kind of arcane title. Which is the, which is the, let, let's hear about the very best of all time. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. The old Overholt? Old Overholt, the rye whiskey, am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, it was, spoofed in a Bugs Bunny car, it was spoofed in a Bugs Bunny cartoon back in the, I don't know, 50s probably. Are you uh, serious? Yeah, it was called the old over, I think it's old over hat or something like that. Anyway. I can't imagine them being cut from the same cloth. I don't know, but it, it uh, for the price, it was like 12 bucks. For the price, it was pretty good. Not bad for a mix. Let's put Devin to the call here. Devin, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. How's my favorite fucker? Uh, it's doing well. What's your drink of choice, Devin? I, never, I know you like beer. I don't know if anything, any hard liquors that you imbibe in. Um, well, I drink a lot of rum and coke. What's your brand? Please tell me it's Myers. Um, uh, uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had this fancy new headset I got, and I had the show all rigged up to go. Better quality microphone, everything. It didn't work. I found that out as evidenced by that minute and a half of dead silence. I enjoyed that minute. Of, I enjoyed that minute of dead silence. I was able to find my glass over here. So I would say that was the, that's probably the best part of the show. I think Justin has finally become a professional and gotten a hold of the phone number. Justin, are you out there? I, lo- I love that movie, Dead Silence. I knew you were going to crack that joke, too. That stupid ventriloquist dummy movie. It's from the Saw Boys. Which yes, is, uh, is the first sign of, of quality. Starring um, Donnie Wahlberg. Justin, uh, before your incident with the uh, pancreas, what was your favorite liquor? And the guy from True Blood, that, that one guy. Um... I was never a big drinker, honestly. Uh, well, your weight fluctuated. I'm I'm talking more in terms of like. Uh, uh, I mean, I just like I like I like boring beer, just kind of boring light light beer. I would drink light beer. 
I was never a very exciting drinker. Light beer, isn't that cute? Yeah, it was cute. You guys never. When I drank beer, you guys wouldn't even drink beer. You and Steve, you're so you're so anti beer back in the day. I'm back, back in the day. Yeah. Back, yeah. I'm back to being anti beer. Are you? Yeah. I'm not. Funny is, Justin, you'll appreciate this probably more than the other guys. I'm drinking a red wine tonight. Yeah. And it's a Pinotage, which is a blend. It's a, I believe it's an, this is a uh, South African wine. Guess what the name of the brand is? Um, I, 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 I'm not even going to wager a guess. What, what is it? Probably Seduced by Evil. It's called Man, M-A-N. I'm drinking, I'm drinking Man. All right. A tall glass of Man. It, it just says Man on the is front. It? Is that why you got it? Because the label, or did you? Was someone recommended it to you? No, actually, I'm over at the cigar shop tonight. I'm, uh, the doors are closed. It's locked. It's nice and quiet. Uh-huh. So I'm having uh, some of the uh, local uh, fauna of the cigar shop. Yeah, I thought maybe Michael recommended it to you. Micah? No, Michael. Oh, Michael. Oh, yeah. Michael, man, how sweet See? that is. So bad. No. Devin, where are you calling us from? Are you in your apartment or are you out in L.A. somewhere? I am in my apartment right now. That you share with no one, correct? Uh, well, I technically no. Uh, technically, uh, my girlfriend lives here. It depends day. on the night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> depends on the light beer he has in the house. It is, uh, it is, it is, a, it is technically a roommate-free apartment, but my, my girlfriend uh, is staying here until she gets her own place. She keeps her toothbrush there? Uh, and her uh, dresses, panties, shoes, uh, diaphragm, uh, car, everything. Yeah. Her her stuffed teddy bear. Uh, her flesh, uh, her uh, her muscles. Her Hellraiser collection. <laughs> yes. VHS. Did I call into a sex phone line? Just her. Uh, just her centipede. One of the yeah. things I wanted wanted focus on with this particular show is uh, is the balance of. Um, Content. Um, I think, uh, you know, there's, there were points in the first few where we got a little happy with the callers and kind of let them steer the show a little bit. And while well, I love them, I love them dearly. I think we need to, what we need to do is bring them in in, in, in chunks and, and allow them their moment in the sun. Uh, but, but cut it up a little bit. Uh, that was actually the uh, tagline of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, right? Bring them in in chunks. Oh. I think, no, that was the Goonies, actually. Um, so, uh, first we'll talk about a current film. And that's, uh, and that's definitely Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Which I queued up to see this morning in three that's dimensions. The new, that's the new uh, Mizaki film that Devin saw last week, right? No. <laughs> what? No. Now, Although, Devin, you, real quick, Devin, you, you, saw that, you saw the movie. Wasn't Miley Cyrus one of the voices? Um, I think so. One of the Jonas Brothers definitely was. Awesome. Uh, but which Jonas one? Falk. Which Jonas. one? I don't know. The the one who was the least gay yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, but which one? <laughs> you know, Steve? Do you know their names? Jonas Salk. Who do I know? How, how would I possibly know their names? <laughs> so, like, right, it was like Dave. Dave. Dave under his breath. There's Dave Jonas. Probably uh, like Ron Jonas. I think it was a Claude, Claude Jones. Well, no, they're, they're kind of like an ironic group. They're all named Messock Taylor. Oh, really? They're not just like Rabin Jonas. They're a family. Are you, are you allowed to talk about the Miyazaki film, Devin? Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay, so let's talk about Ice Age. <laughs> 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 
Devin, yeah, you, no. did Devin see it? Because I, I know Steve and I didn't see it. I think I didn't see it, no. I'm, I'm, I got the exclusive. Nick, have, you seen all, have you seen all the Ice Ages? This is the first one I've seen. Okay. Because I hate Ray Romano so much. So much. I really don't hate him. You know yeah, why? Cause you, yeah, because everybody loves Raymond's like your fucking favorite show. <laughs> I love that shit. That's my, that's, my, that's my stuff right there. Devin, can I get a witness? Yo, I, I'm, I'm not going to fully break embargo, but Ray, Ray Romano has a terrific scene in Funny People. And what? In Funny People. He oh, he does? With, he has a fight with Eminem, yeah. Alexander Goodenough, can I get a witness? <laughs> oh. Poor guy. Do you miss him? Speaking of funny people with the Alexander Goodenough coat, do you guys miss <laughs> Alexander Goodenough? I do. Do you miss his blonde mane and his his uh, faceted performances? Yeah, he, he was in um, he was in Die Hard. Was his, was you know he's in Die Hard. He's great. He was he was in uh, fucking he was a love interest of a girl in another movie. I forgot the what money it was. Pit. He was in the Money Pit. The money Pit, exactly. Money Pit. Great he movie. Wax, he was in Waxworks 2 or 1? The first like, 2. He was in Waxworks 2. He was definitely the star of part 2 of Waxworks. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's fucking... You can take that to the bank. He's in... Or the morgue if you want to see Alexander Goodenough. They probably, he was great. They probably finished the autopsy by now. When did he die? Did he die of the virus? I don't know. I think he had a heart attack. I think he had a heart attack. I, I really thought that Stone, Oliver Stone's, uh, his, his, his biopic of him was kind of underrated. Alexander? Yeah. I think he died of the AIDS. Did he not? I, I thought it was a heart attack. Heart, heart attack of the AIDS, which is a doubly dangerous way to die. Both, yeah. Was he in White Knights? Am I wrong? Was he in White Knights? Uh, no, because that was Barishnikov and... Um, I know Gregory Hines and Barishnikov. Thank you. Maybe Goodenough was in it. Maybe he was like Barishnikov's friend. You know? Maybe he wasn't good enough for the role. Yeah. He was in uh, he was in Bullwinkle, right? In which one? The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Goodenough. Oh, that would be amazing. No, it was bad enough. Sorry, close. <laughs> that would be amazing if he um, if if uh, if that was his final performance. Someone on there is saying that he he died of AIDS on the chat room. I, I, I had not heard of that. I had heard that he died of AIDS. Died of chat room AIDS? Um, <laughs> he, was, around he, he was kind of a good he was kind of a good uh, presence in films. I thought maybe he's got a son somewhere, or maybe not. Maybe yeah, uh, he, regardless of how he died, he lives on in in our hearts for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and which brings us and full circle. It brings us full circle back to Ice Age. Yes. <laughs> which was shot in three dimensions. Or at least, actually it wasn't. The 3D was such an afterthought. The only time the 3D ever has any value is during the end credits. But it's still kind of a, it's a very pretty movie. But you know what I was surprised? I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know going into the film because I don't work on a movie website. I didn't know that Simon Pegg was in it. So that was a nice surprise. Yeah, and uh, I also and, did. And Sean William Scott, right? Sean William brothers. Scott and Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig and a couple other fuckers. Dennis Leary, but, who uh, you love? Who? Dennis Leary, yeah, I love, I love the death. And actually, I do want to talk a little bit about Rescue Me sometime towards the end of the show, especially if somebody brings up Supernatural. I'm going to counteract with the firefighters because that's all I've got. But um, you never, you never watch Supernatural. You can't hate it. I can hate it. I can blindly. There's no reason for you to hate it. You don't know anything about it. You just know that Steve. Actually, who blindly hates for a living 
You. Shut up. You. Me. How can you say I blindly hate? I don't hate anything. Justin. You just don't like Supernatural because other people have discovered it for you. Never, Devin, Steve would never watch X-Files. He would always do this. What, what, what Nick's doing is Supernatural, Steve would do that X-Files. And <laughs> no, now Steve would, true. Supernatural. Steve would do this. Oh, I watched the first season bullshit. I did watch the first season. And then I just, you know, it, it didn't come back. When it came up for the second season, I had moved on. I just never picked it back up. I don't hate it. But uh, Devin had it back up. Canada. Devin had a nice article about Supernatural on today. I, I believe it came out today, which I, I wish I read. I'm not a Supernatural watcher. I've only seen a few episodes, but if you it made watch me it, want to see it, actually. And Steve, actually, Steve's recommendation made me want to actually watch it. So I love it. I'm sure it's oh, a fine show. Three seasons. I'm sure it's a fine show. But, no, I just, I, I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. and you know. I mean, Devin said it's like they're trying to do like a mini horror movie every week, and that, I like horror movies yeah. a lot, so that makes me happy. So I should well, watch it. The first they season. got Dinklage on the show. What? Nine, nine, got nine, 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 show or? Hmm. Many horror. They actually only do that in the first season. At the second season, they kind of start getting away from that. Do they? Yeah, but the first season, the first three seasons are brilliant. So, Devin, you saw Howl's Moving, Moving Castle. How was that? Okay. <laughs> I, uh, it, was, it was delightful. It's really, the new, the new Miyazaki is really weird. It's uh, definitely a kiddie movie this time, uh, unlike Spirited Away, which I think was sort of for the whole family. What, what, what's the title again? Uh, Ponyo. Ponyo on the cliff or whatever, right? Just Ponyo in America. You're actually going to love the shit out of it because it's full of all these weird sea creatures. Did you just go to speakerphone or something? No, I'm on my, I'm on my, uh, my headset. Oh, he's in the sounds, toilet. Sounds like he's in a nightmare. <laughs> the Devon's Advocate Toilet. <laughs> I'm, now I'm in the toilet. Now I'm, now I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, but no, you it was now officially number two. Little, uh, sea creatures and, like, ancient crustaceans from, like, Mesozoic age, big sea monsters, stuff. Right up your alley. Did Devin put us on hold? I can't. Can you not hear me? Now I can. Hello? Yeah, now, yeah, you were, like, really quiet for a moment there. Okay, I'll hold it closer to my mouth. Is that, is that better? I was just saying, Nick, you're going to love you're going to love Ponyo because it's full of these crazy sea monsters and ancient creatures from previous epics and uh, weird crustaceans and giant. I have no clue what's going on. language. very quietly saying that there are sea creatures in it. I'm not sure why it's so quiet. I'm holding up my mouth and I'm shouting. You're the butt of a huge joke. You remember Peter Sarsgaard's voice? I'm going to call back in. Okay, call call back in. That's what it sounds like. Justin, what were you saying about Peter Sarsgaard? He sounds like he's impersonating um, Peter Sarsgaard in like a a freezer in a restaurant with the door shut. And then someone put like a bubble wrap all around the door. And then a microphone put that outside. What? You motherfucker. Thank you for fucking breaking the confidential agreement of my one-man show, Peter Skarsgård in the ice kitchen. The new version of Clue? <laughs> the Skarsgård edition? It's all, the murder is always Skarsgård, but it's, it's a different outfit. You have to guess what outfit. What would he back? What did you say? What if he's not back? What, what the hell was he talking about? He just talked about the new... The new Mizaki film. Devin? Yes, can you hear me now? You're a little quiet, but you're there. 
I don't understand why I'm so quiet. I have. No, you're okay now. You're okay. You're okay. good. You're fancy. Go. Oh. I'm back. Is your, uh, is your beard in the way? My beard is uh, all trimmed down. No, it's not in the way. <laughs> That's not the problem, man. He told you he was getting trimmed in his apartment. <laughs> By the way, that is like my least favorite term for trim. for sex. Trim takes all the fun out of it. Trim. You agree? Yeah. I heard it's time in 48 hours, and ever since I've had a little sick stomach. I love it. What's your favorite? Okay. My favorite term for sex? Yeah. I don't know yet. I hate the act, so I'm trying to figure out how to best describe it. <laughs> you hate the act. It's a dirty, it's a dirty ritual. Um, filthy, especially when you do it right. <laughs> Devin, uh, so like, like for people that are Miyazaki lovers, where would this rank in the pantheon to you? Um, it's, a, it's sort of a kiddier film, sort of younger skewing, so I think... Uh, I think for the really hardcore people, they're going to love it, but I think that uh, folks who are expecting other, like, fear in the way or whatever are going to be a little disappointed. Hmm. You know, everybody builds him as the Japanese Disney, but do you think he's better? I think that he hates Jews less. <laughs> he's more alive. He's way more he's alive. More al- so much more I don't know. Alive. I mean, like, yeah. Well, I, I can't wait for me- Miyazaki's... Jews. I, I can't wait for Miyazaki's Song of the South. <laughs> I want his Song of the South. I, I can't wait for that one. I think that's Ponyo. Um, no, I, just just to take things back to the focus of the conversation, I said it's pretty good. And uh, and Simon Pegg's great. He's terrific in the movie. Very, very, very good. He's, he's a great voice actor. I kind of was kind of thinking he might be... Uh, just taking every opportunity known to man. I mean, he's everywhere right now. But uh, he uh, he has a real skill for this, and I, I wonder if he ever if he's ever disfigured. He's got a great sidekick. <laughs> if he's ever disfigured, it'll probably enhance his uh, his career. Yeah, I think he's great. But you know, if he ever gets disfigured, he could just certainly play with that. Because who honestly, who wouldn't want to go to a film and watch a disfigured guy run around the screen for two hours? Well, I mean, have you been paying attention to Hollywood? Did you see Twilight? <laughs> I did not see Twilight. I did see Twilight. I can't lie about that damn thing. So, yeah. uh, Justin, uh, let's, let's segue to your passion. Um, have you seen anything in the past week that has changed you? Yeah, I mean, I saw a film on TV I was telling Steve about a little bit, but I don't know if we want to talk about it. It's, it's kind of a rid- ridiculous film. Um, we should, we, I'll just give a brief overview. It's a movie called Naked Fear. We do want to talk about it. Yeah, it's just, we, it, it, we came on, it came on TV and it was about this uh, serial killer who uh, targets prostitutes and what he does is he, he's a hunter. It's like the <laughs> dangerous game, you know, the, you know, the most dangerous game. He'll, he'll, he'll kidnap a like, stripper and then take her to the wilderness on his, in his plane and then drop her off and he, he he takes her clothes away so she's naked, and then he hunts her with a crossbow. He gives her like a 15 minutes um, head start. Um, but what was fascinating about the movie, because it's completely terrible, obviously, um, was was that Joe Montaigne? Joe Montaigne is in it. Uh, 
Is he the model? <laughs> He's he plays a southern he plays a southern sheriff in it. Domitania, so, southern sheriff. Yeah. So what what's fascinating to me about it is is not I mean the whole thing is ridiculous. It's, it's such a low budget, obviously you know schlock and crap, but. That Joe Montana obviously is at a point in his career where he will be in absolutely anything you want him to be in, as long as it fits his schedule. Including your asshole. Um, he's in Naked Fear. Yeah. Is there any nudity in, in the film? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, the, that's the draw, is that um, uh, a uh, woman comes to, she, she wins a contest, and they, she gets hired onto a club, into a club, but she doesn't know why. She's, she's like, "Oh, this is a good job. I'll go to Texas." And then she finds out that she got bait and switched at the strip club. And then she has this descent where she has to become kind of a prostitute, lack of funds, whatever. And yeah, so she's naked um, so quite a bit. Is it a, is it a spoiler? But um, tell us a little bit about Montaigne's Bush. <laughs> he is trim. He is so good in this. You guys, you probably his best performance, I'd say. Southern Sheriff, because that's a guy that looks like he could, he's from the South. You know, he's got range. I haven't seen the movie My Suicide, but IMDb says he plays an Indian psychiatrist in that. <laughs> he, is, he is an absolute everything. I love looking at the IMDb for actors that just, they, they reach a point in their career where they just decide it's just like a, any, you know, just a complete job. And then you'll see they have like 15 movies coming out in 2009. You know? Yeah, but see, that for every Joe Mantegna, there's somebody with a lot of discipline, like Paul Sorvino, who I just saw in a Zaxby's commercial. Paul Sorvino, who sings in Repo the Genetic Opera. He did what? He sings in Repo. Yeah, did you see okay. that, Devin? It's awful, yeah. Yeah, it is. So bad. Well, the whole, isn't it from also from the Saw people? Um, yes, yeah, but it's based on, like, a, a play or something. Uh, it's horrible. Has there ever been anything by the Saw people that's worth seeing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Death Sentence was somewhat watchable, but even that. Someone uh, on the board, uh, Ren, I don't want to say it's R-E-N-E, Renny? Renee. Renee. He, uh, he said that Montaigne was hilarious in The Money Pit, which we brought up earlier. Um, that's right, he was very funny in that. I forgot that he was in it. Somebody sent me a text saying that um, Goodenough died of acute alcoholism. Okay. Which means it's like stuffed with cotton and, and, and fuzzy. It's cute. <laughs> it had big googly eyes all of his room. <laughs> Which is, you know what, though, but in my defense, a lot of coroners mistake that for AIDS. But that's, that's the kind of the most um, interesting thing I really caught on TV. Uh, you know, they've been showing Pineapple Express a lot on TV, which I liked a lot. Um, it's a funny movie. But I haven't gone to the theater or really rented. Um, I, I was running some of the Nightmare on Elm Street, but I told you I finished that, or I returned that book to you. And I started kind of watching them backwards. And I started at Freddy vs. Jason, so then I got discouraged pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I like it's how really the movie no shot. I, I really do like how the movie shot. I, and I think it's got some good stuff in it. I just, it's really hard to get through that movie. It's hard to get through them. Yeah, very much. Any of them at this point, I think, in some respects. Um, there's a documentary on, uh, they just released called, I, I think it came out on DVD or something. I saw, called, I don't know what it's called, Jason. Um, Who gives a fuck? My name is Jason? My name, name is Jason. Did, did you guys Jason? see that? 
Yes, they bought many ads on Chud.com. For many yeah, did you see uh, that? Yeah, I saw it. They screened it as New Beverly. And I went to go see it. Is it good? It's all right. Is it like a lot of rep- repetition from the book? Um, a little bit. It's just a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's okay. I think if you haven't read the book, I think it'll be great. If you read the book, it'll be pretty much old hat. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. It's hosted by Tom Savini, and he's just walking around Universal uh, Haunted House, Universal Studios Haunted House. It's sort of weird. Well, Savini's like one of my favorite parts of that book when they talked about him on the first one. Yeah. So um, maybe, you know, at least that's kind of interesting to have him. I don't know how, how he is these days, but he seems to be more of an actor these days, isn't he? I was at a convention and I saw him just sitting all by himself in Autograph Alley eating a sandwich. <laughs> I don't think he's more of an actor, though. I think he's directing some crap. Does he direct? He directed... Yeah, yeah there was a couple... Henry. There was a film on the other day. I can't remember what it was. There was a film on the other day... Oh, it, didn't he redo like, one of the Night of the Living Dead? That sounds really like, familiar. Yeah, no, he did. How about that? <laughs> he did direct that. He also he directed a remake of Night of the Living Dead. I think he did. Steve and I don't listen to this show. See, Savini, Savini is, um, I mean, God, like when I was like 12, the guy could do no wrong. I mean, there was him and then there was Jesus. But now, poor guy. I mean, I think, Devin, I think, I think you got to see his one sandwich eating in the past few years, because I don't know if he's been able to do that. He's gigantically fat. We saw Danzig eat a sandwich, too, Steve. Did you? Yes, yeah, we did. And then, and then we saw him have a Subway. How much meat? Not much. Well, I mean, he's got a small frame. <laughs> Danzig looked like a rant. This is like seven years ago. He looked like a rancid bastard even then. He was and then, a rotten and then, looking and then guy. Saw, and then we saw him again later that night, did we not? Yes, we did. We saw him later. Uh, Danzig share, share some pasta once. <laughs> this is scintillating. They had like a lady in a tramp, tramp moment, yeah. you know? What's, okay, I'm going to put you guys in the spot. What is your favorite celebrity eating food encounter? Devin. <laughs> <laughs> um, one time I saw Jeffrey Combs eating nachos. <laughs> Okay, Justin, I'm putting you on the spot. What's your most exciting celebrity feeding session? I saw Joey Lawrence at Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) Steve, what do you got? It's easily Danzig at the strip club having some chicken fingers. Is that a code word? That is not. It should be, though, shouldn't it? If I ever have a speakeasy, listen, if I ever ever own a speakeasy, that's the password to get in. Danzig at a strip club eating chicken fingers. You can't beat that. That's incredible. He was I punched over. At, I saw John Saxon at Moe's. He asked yeah, that, that me comes close. if I wanted salsa. <laughs> yeah. John Saxon. What a fucking name. And then look, look at him. I love this video game in the 80s. He's got the baddest ass name of all time. And mm-hmm. to the dragon. Back. Is that an offer? Zach's on. <laughs> not an offer. Don't stop entering the dragon. It's pissing me off. Okay, so now taking it back towards Ice Age, we're, 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 we've reached past the midway point. Harry Potter is now in, infecting folks nationwide, worldwide even. Um, is G.I. Joe the next big one, or is, what am I missing? What's, what's the next big one, Devin? Uh, that's a good one. I think it might be, well, 
mean, like for like math audiences or for the eighteen like, people listening. Oh, funny people, and then uh, uh, G Force. I think it's the big G Force, the 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 hamster movie. The hamster movie. Yeah. Because yeah. confusingly enough, they they are actually making a G Force movie, like the old. Japanese uh, Gotcha Man cartoon back in the yeah, 70s. They're calling, they're calling it Gotcha Man. Yeah. But, um... That's what, that was the original title for Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh... You, you, Devin, so I guess you saw Funny Man, uh, Funny People. You can't talk about it. I know, but you did see it, though. I did see it, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you went... <laughs> How was the theater that you saw it in? Was it nice? I saw it at Arclight. So, so oh, I, pretty I, good, I right? A, I got an all-beef hot dog. Did you eat? I'm glad you liked the experience. Dietrich certainly didn't. <laughs> did you Did you see any celebrities at the at the screening? I saw Nathan Fillion. What was he uh, chowing on? Anything? He wasn't. He was shopping in the gift shop. With his, I would look like either his daughter or his far too young date. Nathan Fillion? Yeah, does he, have a, does he have a daughter? I don't. I, I, I don't think so. Well, he was there with like a fourteen-year-old. Hmm. I want to be. I want to be an actor so fucking bad. So who I saw with like a, the hottest nineteen-year-old and also his mother, uh, Bradley Whitford at my local uh, bookstore. Because he, he's free now. Him and Jane split up. There's your gossip. Yeah. Him and Jane have called it quits. Yeah, and he was with this super hot nineteen-year-old who might have been the nanny, and also his mother who was in a wheelchair. And he was taking they met on iloveforheads.com. <laughs> so, he was so good in The Hangover, I have to say. I never liked him before that movie. What? Huh? What? What? I actually love Bradley Whitford. He's great. His best performance is? With a West Wing. Billy Madison. I also but, like his, his food line, the Whitford Farms dairy products and whatnot. So he's, he's out and about with a 19-year-old. Who would look like maybe the nanny, but I don't know. I would have definitely. If I had this pull of Bradley Whitford, yeah. if I had the sheer star quality of Bradley Whitford. How's his hair? Was his hair like straight up as usual, like crazy hair? It, yeah, it was like a gigantic Brillo, a Brillo pube that began behind his ears. <laughs> he has got the best. He has got the she best is, hair. That girl is in for a rude awakening in about three weeks. And she, it's not Richard Schiff. <laughs> going to piss her out. Um, I think it's time to take a caller. But first, let me tell you that I got to see the trailer for the new album of the Chipmunks movie. The Squeaker. <laughs> Amazing. It is, it's like five seconds long. There's you, nothing that happens. You just got to wonder if lightning's going to strike twice. Yeah, well, I accidentally watched the, the first 20-some-odd minutes of that film about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And? and it, uh, it was great. Then Steve, then Steve had. Amazing. I can't wait for the sequel. I can't wait for the sequel. And Steve had his orgasm and shut the TV I off. I did. No, I mean, twenty seconds. I mean, twenty minutes. More like twenty seconds. Twenty minutes of chipmunk trim. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, they really found the walnut. We've got a caller from the four hundred four. We're going to bring them into the show and see what they've got to offer. Hello, caller. How are you? Would it be me? Yes, who is this? This is Ren. Ren what, Brown. We're having a Harry Potter. Ren Brown. 
Aren't you? Uh, aren't you uh, about to see Harry Potter? I am. I am standing outside of a Chick Fil A, or actually Truett's, and we will be seeing Harry Potter very soon at the AMC across the way. Okay. What are your expectations, so, sir? Uh, well, uh, uh, Mr. Faraci certainly uh, raised them with his high praise, and I've I've been very proud to see the you know Chud in the TV spots. So frequently lately, I feel like I see that ad everywhere. So I'm looking forward to it. I think this is. Uh, I'm not like I'm a, not a huge fan of the movies so much. They've never really done it for me. I do like the books though, and I think this is my favorite book. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, what did you? I, I saw somebody on. I think the chat room said that they really liked the uh, the last one. And I thought the last one was the worst one. So where did where did they rank for you? I, I mean, I think everybody agrees the third one's the best. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, the, I, I like Quaron's the best. Um, the fourth one, I, I, I fucking I hate it. I, I, I hate it. Like I don't, I don't know why, but actually I do know why. But I, I feel like everything good in that book is what they left out. And the fifth one, um, it was slightly tainted because I saw it in 3D, but it was that you know not filmed in 3D. We took in the computer and stretched it out 3D, so I couldn't see anything. Um, but it was okay. It didn't like do anything for me, but I didn't hate it either. So, if uh, if they if it's increased in quality, like I hear, then then I think tonight should be a good time. Yeah. What time is the show? Time to show. What? What time? What time is the film? Uh, ten fifteen. Which I don't know what time it is because I've been listening to you guys. Okay, then we got time. I've been listening to you fellas on the phone. Going to the late the show car. on Wednesday night. Is it Wednesday? Yeah, I'm with the I'm with the, I'm with the parents and the girlfriend. They're all like very very much into Harry Potter. So the rabid Harry I'm, Potter fans. And yeah, anybody indeed. Dressed, anybody dressed up though? No, uh, the girlfriend really really wanted wanted to, but um, I, w- I was not too keen on that. So uh, you know, anybody, uh, who are your girlfriend? Anybody in line dressed up? Do what now? Do you know if anybody in line is dressed up? Uh, I, I can't see the theater from where I'm at, so I'm, if, the, if, the, if the Harry Potter masks are theming, I'm, I can't see it yet. I was just trying to check if there's going to be a call sign. The house elf, but he's not dressed up. Uh, I don't know. The area I'm in, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doubtful that I'm going to see any crazy costumes. If you're, if you're in a Harry Potter line and you're dressed up, you need to die of malaria today. Malaria seems very nice, but uh, I don't know. No, I mean, not you, Ren. People that dress up at a Harry Potter line. Well, I mean, they're just getting into it. They're just having a little bit of they fun. They need to die. They need to die. Yeah, never to return. Little kids? What are little kids getting dressed up? Well, that's what, you know what? That gives them a chance to never grow up. Why don't, you give, why don't you give them a little age that's limit, a cutoff? Save them so much pain. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I brought, I brought my sharp implement with me, so if I see anybody, I'll give them a good stabbing for you. Talking about Steve, his what's your favorite Harry Potter film? Three. Uh, as, Good man. As the boss. As whatever it is. That's, that's the best. Your Shazbot. It's dark. It's you know. It's brooding. It's great. It's not. It's not uh, overly colorful and silly ass like the first two. Uh, the fourth one, I think, I, I don't even remember it. I just know I wasn't impressed. What do you, with it. you think of the fifth one? I likewise don't remember that one either. What do you think of the sixth the, one? The sixth one. <laughs> Hmm. Devin, uh, where do they rank for you? Like top three? Which is the top three? Uh, it's 
goes uh, six, three, four. Really? Yeah, okay, so refresh my memory. The the fourth one was what's what was the name of Goblet? Yeah, Goblet, Goblet Fire. Fire. And, and that was the was that Mike Newell? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, I thought that was good. I, I liked the third and the fourth one. I didn't like the first two that much because I felt that they were um, very tied to the books, but kind of missing the fun of the books. Where the other two, I think, kind of got a good balance in there. I didn't, the fifth one seemed a little too, um, as big as the fourth book is, I, I felt like, you know, the fifth book, it just felt like they kind of did a Cliff Notes version of that book. On it. They always have to do that, but it really felt like that. Um, although I like Bonham Carter a lot in that. Uh, just the, the I know any problem I have with the fourth book is shitty in the remake. What'd you say? What'd you say in the red? I was saying that the key problem I have with the fourth book is definitely in the script and what they chose to take in and out. But the direction, uh, you know, yeah, some of the, definitely the best action scene, at least so far, since I haven't seen the six. But the, the dragon sequence, you know, I think that's a pretty very well done bit. I saw it on TV again the other night, and I was still very impressed. CGI holds up well, too, I think. You know what they need to do in the, in, in the Harry Potter movies is have, like, a scene where he goes to his adopted parents and has hijinks, and then a Quidditch match. Those, that's really cool shit. Then you do that some more. <laughs> Get back to basics. Yeah. And, and, well, I have to go in just a second, uh, but I do want to. I did want to mention that uh, for the last couple of nights, me and my good buddy have been marathoning uh, Ilsa films um, good stuff. every night. And so tonight, I'm kind of taking sitting out Ilsa for Harry Potter. So I'm expecting, I'm hoping it can fill that gap. I don't know. We'll see. If you're, if you're choosing to watch Harry Potter over Ilsa, you don't deserve to fill a gap. <laughs> but Ray, enjoy the or have, or have a gap filled. We'll catch up with you in the real world soon. Thanks for calling, sir. No problem. Thanks for having me. Cheers. You gotta go eat, you gotta go eat some chicken. He's going to watch a Harry Potter movie right now. He's the one. Do you guys know that insurance girl from the insurance cartoon commercials? What did you say? Okay. What? You know the insurance commercials with the cartoon secret agent girl? Yeah, yeah, I know them. Do you know there's porn of her? Yeah, I'm gonna go, let's go see if I can find it right now. You just type in insurance porn. Yeah, it's pretty good. Hmm. What's the way for me to adjust the volumes because Devin's the quietest dude in town again? Am I? Yeah, well, you're a quiet man. He's very polite, you know. <laughs> I'm soft-spoken. All right, Justin, I want you to help me pick which person I go to next on the phone. We've got two different area codes. Okay. We've got a 760. That one. And an 806 to choose from. 806. I, I like the first one. 760? Mm-hmm. Call us from the 760. Welcome to the Judge Show. Hello? Who's this? This is Mark. Okay, Mark, do, they, do the 800 one instead. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got today, sir? I was going to ask. Uh, my theater around the corner is going to play Pink Floyd's The Wall this midnight coming on Friday. I was wondering if it's that good to go see. Yes, just for Bob Geldof's hair. You have to see it. <laughs> They've been playing like midnight movies this whole like summer. Like I saw already, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Terminator. Brilliant and, film. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is a brilliant film. If you, I mean, Danny Elfman's horrible score aside... 
It's, it's a he great didn't call to ask about your take on Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm taking over his phone call. That's a great film. I love that movie so much. It's a great film. And uh, the last one, shit, what did I see? Oh, fuck, I forgot. Well, look, Pink Floyd film, it is worth seeing, even though you have to endure the Pink Floyd songs, but it's, you know, in, in the context of the film, it's not terrible. It's just you see it once and then never see it again. Are you, uh, but you do need to see it once. Are you a Pink Floyd fan, sir? Yeah, I'm, you know, it's all right. It's got some I'll good stuff on it. I like that movie, all right? Never, I mean, now, is, never that, is that a movie? Man. Are you going to go in there sober? Hey, I'm, I'm freaking 17, man. Fucking, hey. No, movie. so no, he will not shit. Hey, man, but the people there, they've, oh, they've, I guess they run it like some party site or whatever, and they've been offering me fucking drinks all the time when I go in there. Just right, make sure that you bring your own toad. Don't lick somebody else's toad. That's straight illegal. <laughs> There's like, you know, every so now and then there's like maybe 10 people the most. I mean, they don't advertise it that big, but whatever. See, I, I remember seeing The Wall once, um, and I was sober, and I hated it. But I don't like Pink Floyd. That might have been a problem. I like Pink Floyd. That might have been a problem, yeah. I might be in the same boat as you, man. Flick. But you know, I like one the movie. You, you need to see it, just to, just to say you did. Right. The movie, ends, the movie ends with an animated sequence with a giant asshole with testicles hanging down who is uh, wearing a judge's wig. That's so, like my movie, man. Sold. You, you just got, sold him, Devin. You just, you just sold him, man. You I thought sold we him. weren't talking about Ponyo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they play the Ponyo trailer in that theater for the midnight movies. Yeah, I've seen it like five okay. times already. Mark, while we got you on the phone, let's all suggest, if we ran a theater, what our Friday night midnight movie would be. Steve, what would, you, what would your Friday night midnight movie be if you had a theater? Caligula. Uncut version. Complete with the spine and night part. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's some good stuff in it, though. It, talk about a film that is completely underspoken about these days. That is a great movie. Caligula, the dirt is cut. You get to see... This is what you get to see in Caligula, right? You get to see Malcolm McDowell's asshole as he's humping his sister. That's within the first 30 minutes. You can see that. that and so that's one of the price ticket right there, man. <laughs> you get to see him... Uh, you see him put some, I think it was, uh, I don't know, he puts like butter or something on his hand and fists a, a girl uh, He's like, right a at the wedding. Ring. He's wearing a giant you, ring on his finger. Okay, right? yes, right, yeah. You see that. It's, it's, come on, how can you not see this film? It's amazing. Justin. So, yeah. Justin, if you had a midnight movie, what would your, what would your choice be? Um, I guess Naked Fear. <laughs> not a bad choice, I don't think, for a midnight film. You're a fucking apologist. Uh, that's, that's How are you defending that? Devin, what about you, man? Uh, that's a good question. I guess uh, uh, City of God. Really? That's an odd choice. Great that's movie. First one, that came to my, first one that came into mind, and I haven't seen it in a movie theater since it came out. So, For some reason, I'm thinking, seriously, I'm thinking about of, of unknown origin. <laughs> Peter Weller? Peter Weller versus a rat. What about... Um, <laughs> What about what about uh, Mark? Is it Mark? What would he, yes, what would he pick? Uh, probably because I've never seen it before on the big screen is a uh, uh, Back to the Future man. I know I'm going mainstream, but whatever. You're 17. Uh, you're entitled. <laughs> Either that or Pulp Fiction, but I'm going to miss that when it comes through this uh, summer. Why not both? That's what I said. Because I won't be in town. Double the feature. Ne- the next next week when Comic Con weekend is Fight Club. And then the week after is like uh, that Repo movie. When you get Repo Man, yeah. 
Repo Man. Sleep in that day. Yeah, I'm skipping. I'm probably skipping that one, man. And then the one the week after that is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Actually, can I change, can I change my, my my choice? Can I change my choice? Can I have a Samurai Cop? Which sure, is big black. Well, okay, Devin. Yeah. Devin, what's the worst midnight movie you could think of to play? If you if you you know like what's the worst choice? The worst. Uh, the Mist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Send everybody out depressed at two in the morning. Okay, Justin, if uh, like if you if you really didn't have your faculties, what would be the worst choice for a midnight movie on a Friday night? Uh, punchline. <laughs> Steve. Send everybody out depressed at two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, what would, uh, what would be um, probably out of Africa, even though it's got a great John Barry score. It's a as a boring ass film. Such a nerd. What about you, Mark? What like what like what was the last movie you want people to see at midnight? The last movie? Yeah, like what's the worst fucking choice ever? Well, because I just saw it and I was kind of actually bored. It was Terminator. I mean, I've never seen it on the big screen before, but I was kind of bored. Hang up. The hang original up. one? Hang up. Hang up. <laughs> oh, <I'm> not... <laughs> I was kind of bored, man. Like I know Thanks I still love T one, man. I still love T one, but everyone was like just so. De- like sleepy during the whole movie, not like with Pee Wee and uh, you know some other shit. You Mayday. can't sleep through Pee Wee. Mayday. I think yeah. the worst choice would be, uh, would be Berlin Alexanderplatz. I, I was thinking Hoop Dreams. That's, that's, that's thirteen hours long. What was no? worse is was uh, I sat behind this guy who looked like the freaking lead singer of The Cure, and he just keeps yelling random shit the whole time. Maybe it was maybe it was Robert Smith. Could I think it was Robert Friday. Smith, man. He's a maybe huge Terminator fan, so. He's been Not in Robert Patrick. All, all the movies. Was I've he been eating a lot of chocolate? Was he eating a lot of chocolate? He was. He was, was talking about his, his wife Elise. Fat Bob. <laughs> and he was he was trying to pick up on chicks, but you could tell the chicks were totally off of him. But man, that was really weird. Yeah. All right, well, Mark. Thank you so much for calling in, man. Enjoy hey, yourself. Thanks for taking my call, man. Thanks. Appreciate Bye, it, Mark. Bye. He's I love so Mark. He's so young. He's only seventeen. So young. He was so much ahead of colors. Him, you know. Fucking, he didn't, he didn't like Terminator, but he saw Robert Smith, so that would probably be his favorite celebrity eating encounter. I wonder what he's eating. <laughs> Robert Smith, some uh, Mentos or something, or like a chili cheese dog. Whatever it takes to fuel a shitty voice. No, you can't rip the cure now. Hate the cure. Fuck you hate cure. everything. You hate everything. I love whoever's on this 956 number about to let on the air. Who are you, 956 person? Hey, guys, it's uh, Renee. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so, you, you love me then, huh? <laughs> I do. I know how to pronounce your name right, too, unlike someone else. What's up, Renny? <laughs> hey, 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 you know what happens? fine, too, because I'll accept both of them. I want to find out what happens when you fucking throw the 806 and the 956 together. 806, you're on, too. This is fucking Bedlam. Who are, who are you? Hey, what's up? Who are you? You're, you're, I, on, with, you're on with Renny Harlan. Yeah, oh, Really? That is Who fantastic. Uh, I, I'm Medium Dave on chess boards. Oh, great. You're an old-timer. Yeah, I've been around for a while. So, um, I, I was just wanting, uh, can I talk to Rennie Harlan instead of you guys? Because that's what I'm more he's, interested he, in at this point. He's busy. He's very busy. I'm sorry. He's but doing I'm the sequel to the surrogates already. Really? I, I was uh, I, I was hoping for Die Hard 5. 
Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to make this melting pot glorious. I want you to ask a question, then I want Renee to ask a question. And we'll fucking rock it together. Be like jazz. I'm sure we'll answer really well. Okay, so I go first? Yeah, go ahead, Medium Dave. All right, right on. Okay, here's the deal. Hey, you, Dave. Nick, and Justin just have this, mm, this phenomenal chemistry. And I've just been wondering, where did that come from? How did that grow? And how did you all, y'all meet? And, you know, Steve can pitch in, too, if he wants. Oh, thanks a lot. Well, you know, whatever. God damn it, Steve. <laughs> um, I think, I think. first of all, I met Steve a long time ago um, in 1999, which isn't really that long ago if you think about it. Um, his cousin and I were good friends, and he, Steve came up from Macon and was this quiet piece of shit cousin of Ryan's. And he was just he's an unassuming lad who I had no idea was capable of the, of the debauchery and shenanigans he is. And finally he kind of opened up. His cousin has since dropped off the face of the earth. And Justin, if I'm if I'm correct, you were a reader first, were you not? I know that you were friends with Micah from work, but you you came to a coffee meeting kind of just out of nowhere. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I kind of got to the site because of Micah, because I knew Micah from work, and then I just started showing up at events and uh, became friends with everybody. Very exciting story. We should actually change the story because it's not too exciting. Yeah, there was no magic powers involved. I'm disappointed. But no, but as far as the chemistry, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know if we have any because we, we don't really get along that well in real life. They're living through kind of chemistry. All, just the magic of show business, really. Um, well, we I think we all love um, Rennie Harlan and The Cure. That's kind of yeah. where we kind of met, that crossroads, you know. We, we, we used to go out listening to The Cure hunting for trim. How'd that work out for you guys? Renee, what about you, man? What, what's your fancy question? We're going to meld. My fancy question, all right, well. Where are you calling from, by the way? You have, what, you have a very, uh, uh, a very uh, northern New York accent. <laughs> I wish. No, I'm calling from Santa Rosa, Texas. I'm way down at the bottom tip of Texas. Literally, the border is like, I can drive like, Maybe for ten minutes and be there. Uh, that's where that's where they film Naked Sphere. Yeah, actually. Texas. Do you know that film? No, actually I don't. But it sounded interesting when y'all were talking about it. And, and we got a lot of we got a lot of barren ground here, so I'm pretty sure you could do a little fifteen minutes and then go after them with a crossbow around. Oh here. yeah. Oh yeah. She turned the tables. On. I didn't tell you guys that. She turned the tables on the hunter though. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Justin. What was your question? I, I kind of. Yeah, sure. Um, well, have you all ever wanted to take somebody to go see a movie? And uh, what, like, let's say maybe it's your girlfriend or just a friend. You want to, you want to take them to go see a movie, and they don't want to go see it. Uh, did they, did, when you went to go see it after all, what movie was it like? And did they actually like it after all? I don't so know did that we ever want to take someone to a movie, and they didn't want to go, but we talked them into it? Like, yeah, you talked them into it, and did they end up liking it? Because I, <laughs> I know sometimes there's some movies that I know my girlfriend doesn't want to go see. Like, I know Pandorum with Dennis Quaid coming up. I thought that looked interesting. And she's kind of, like, iffy about it. And then I'm just saying, hey, give it a chance, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wondering if you guys have ever wanted to take somebody and they're like, no, I don't want to go see it. And, like, what movie was that? And did they end up liking that it? Actually, that actually happened to me. Um, one time I took Sybil Shepherd to this porn film in Times Square. And she reacted very poorly. <laughs> there was a real greasy guy with slick back hair playing a snare drum, too? 
Yeah, it was real creepy, and it was just a bad choice. She didn't like the porn, and then later on... I, I took uh, I took JonBenet Ramsey to see Milo and Otis. <laughs> <laughs> she, I don't remember if she liked it or not. It was never, never really discussed again. Steve pretty much reluctantly goes to every movie. Reluctantly. Okay. I don't think it's reluctantly. Well, there was there was a film there was a film I did want to go see. I wanted to go see. I wanted to take a girl to. It was a batteries not included, and she did, for some reason she did not want to go see it. And then I went and saw it without her, and uh, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> that's a good film. We took Steve to see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And he was hammered. Did not. I was a little ha- <laughs> a little bit. Hashi Hammer does not do that justice. He does not remember the film. It does not do that. That state I was in it does not do that justice. It has to be like a stronger term than hammered. I, I, uh, that, was, that was after the breakup, wasn't it? Yes. I took my wife to see, who is my wife now, but not in the, back in the day, I took her to see Deep Rising. I know what you're talking about. In the, in the theater. And she had almost caused a breakup. Uh-oh. That's a different she really didn't want to go. She really didn't want to go, and I really wanted to go. And I got kind of fussy about it, so she went, and then she hated it. But I loved it because it's great. I, your wife is great. How could she not like Deep Rising? Because it was like she don't. She wanted to do something else, and I forced her to see Deep Rising. And well, you probably told her that that tonight Deep Rising is going to happen, and she had a much different idea. <laughs> I it was, yeah, I thought it was Deep Impact or something. She got excited. Hey, have you have you ever had you have twice? That'd be a good midnight movie, by the way, Deep Rising. I think Steve already said Caligula. I said Caligula like five times. I'll, I'll say it again. Why, why Caligula is great. Own medium, Dave, is there, and do you have anything to add to this? Uh, Deep Rising's fantastic, and um, I, are, you, are you sure your wife is right for you? Because that seems kind of like the wrong opinion. Hang up on that, man. <laughs> I agree. I, I can't believe Stacey doesn't like Deep Rising. This saddens me. I'm going to be about it. Renee? Yeah, I'm here. Have you ever seen Deep Rising? Yeah, I have. It's really good. Actually, just 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 say no. Just pretend you haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, well, you're in for a treat. <laughs> oh, God. It's a pretty cool lot. I, mean, I heard that you had... Oh, I hung up on him. I'm about to hang up on Justin, too, now. So. <laughs> you bet. Is it a treat? Is it... Treat's just a substitute or a joke. Um, Hello? My, w- my wife does like, <laughs> she does own Wicker Park. But does she own the Wicker Man remake? What is the original? No, the, the remake. Remake. Is she on the remake? Mm-hmm. Nice. That is nice. Devin. <laughs> this is nice. My wife yeah. is great. Yeah. Brendan has some tickets to give away. I what? do have tickets to give away. I figure since we're cresting the 10 o'clock hour here on the East Coast, it's a perfect time. A lot of people uh, have whatever show just went, it's just coming off the air. They're instantly flocking to their computer screens. So do you, right. want to, if, do you want to present, present to, to the listeners exactly what you're doing here? Yeah, we have uh, tickets to give away to the special Comic-Con screening of District 9, the Peter Jackson-produced Neil Blomkamp directed Alien movie. Uh, it's Thursday, the 23rd at 7 p.m., playing in San Diego. If I have a bunch of tickets to give away. I can give away a pair of tickets to anybody who calls in right now. 
who can name all of the videos that I embedded in my articles today. Okay, so we'll give people a little bit of time to call in. And you have to be able to be in San Diego. We're not flying you to San Diego. We're not putting up in a hotel room. Uh, if you're going to be in San Diego anyway, or if you can get to San Diego next Thursday for the 7 o'clock show, uh, we're happy to give you a pair of tickets. Go, Diego, go. <laughs> well, that's, that, I think that's actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good giveaway. I think people are pretty excited about that film, rightfully uh, so. It looks right? awesome. Yeah, it does look awesome. It looks awesome. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's not. It doesn't seem like um, this Blomkamp guy's a pushover. Seems pretty damn, pretty whip whip smart, crackerjack filmmaker. It sounds like a. For it an sounds African. like a. Sounds like a uh, pen name or something like some other director is like disguising himself. You know, that's his little. Sean Levy. <laughs> this is how Sean Levy makes alien movies. <laughs> I wish that'd be great. The bait and switch. Hey, what, have you watched any of the District <laughs> Nine stuff? Pardon? Yeah, I've watched, I've watched Do you watch any of the District 9 stuff? No. Okay. No, I haven't. I tried to show it to you when you were at my house one day, and you were like, fuck it, I'm too busy. <laughs> Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. That does not sound like me at all. Before, as we let our, hopefully, our call queue fill up, um, another movie that's coming out next month in addition to G.I. Joe is Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And I... I guess Devin, you might be the only one who I who on the site who could have any enthusiasm. No enthusiasm for it. I have no interest in it. What's wrong with me? Because uh, you're, such, you're such a um, grouch is what's happening. You I don't go Ice Age. Yeah, but I mean, you went you went because you had a little girl that wanted to go. I had a good time. Oh, okay. I, I bet Inglorious Bastards contains twice as much Nazi killing as Ice Age. I hope not. At least, at least twice. I got my, I, I got my fill. <laughs> I'm not officially on, of the site, like uh, you, obviously, like you and Devin and uh, Ren and David Oliver, those guys, Dave Davis, um, back in the day. But I'm excited about that movie. Very excited about it. Devin, what's your anticipation like? Uh, I think it could be interesting. I mean, it got mixed reviews at Cannes, so we'll see. I'm hoping to see it soon. What about you, Steve? How do you feel? I don't really care. I'm tired of the trailer. So that's kind of uh, uh, like clouding my judgment on the film. I'll end up seeing it, but I'm not, I'm not going to see it the first week or so. There's no way. No, don't especially care. if Shudder comes out. If yeah, Shudder 2 comes out, I'll see it, yeah. You stand and protest <laughs> that first week and just let it pass it. Go how I'm not giving any money to the box office, Tarantino, and then you're going to see it that next week? Well, no, I didn't say that. I just said that I'm quiet, tired of the trailer. Little quiet protest. Wanna, it's not a protest. I'm just sick of the trailer. Second, I want to go see it. Second week. Let's right. have our first effort at somebody to win these tickets, shall we? <laughs> Hello, caller. You are on the air. Hey. Who is this? Oh, God damn it. I was actually calling with just a regular question. Did I get put in on the contest? I'll go ahead and put you on hold and bring and come back to you. All right, that'll work. That was a fucking nightmare. Here's another one. <laughs> hey, you, are you here calling about the contest? Hello. Okay. 
760 area code. Hello? Hello. Yeah, are you here to enter the contest? Yeah, it's Mark again. Holy shit, oh, you're hey, like Mark. a fucking regular. Hey, hey, movies. Mark. Is Devin talking like about the Clayton. post he did today? Yep. Okay, I, got, I think I got them all. Uh, that Whippet trailer for the Drew Barrymore pick, uh, the Paper Heart for Bill Hader on Love, and that RoboCop rap from Kanye West. That's correct. Nice. Are you serious? You, yeah, you win. You win a pair of tickets. Don't bullshit me, man, please. I bullshit you not. Are you going to be at Comic-Con? Yeah, man. Holy shit. You're, you're going to the screening. Congratulations. Uh, man, you know how long I've been trying to win these damn tickets? At least two days. That's how, that's how long we've been running the contest. Oh, uh, man, and so many sites have been trying to advertise for that crap. <laughs> well, that's what you get, and, man. And I figured, you well, what the hell? Shot, you get fucking prizes. By the way, I just want to make a mention. This guy doesn't sound like he needs to get high for the wall. <laughs> I do not, man. I do not, man. Sounds like he might be already there. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, this makes me so happy. Dude, I've been trying <laughs> to win these to... tickets since 99, man. So Yo, Devin, and I've never been Devin. to Comic-Con before, man. Devin. Yes. Put two tickets in an envelope and write S.I. Morales on it. <laughs> do that. Please do that. <laughs> Why don't you drop me an email? Drop me an email at Devin at Chud dot com. Devin at Chud dot com? Alright, I will. Okay. Alright, thanks, man. Congratulations. I'm not on email, I'm not on email, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get on email for two weeks, man. Another <laughs> show makes fun of their own callers. We're a bunch of assholes. We're a bunch of Malcolm McDowell's assholes. Devin, but I just want to let you know that you're going to get half an email that Floyd smoked the other half. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So a 17-year-old is going to be seeing an R-rated movie. I love it. Is, it, is that a District 9 rated R? It is, yeah. Oh, violent. Or nudity, or both. Hopefully, hopefully it's full of alien trim. It could be rated yeah. R for Reaper. We saw that you saw the alien in the trailer that they're, that they're questioning about the weapons. He, he kind of he's got like a little he's got the little mustache going on, the little squiggly mustache. He does. I think they I think he's uh, I think it looks good. Ladies so. like that. Ladies like that. Yeah. The the pussy tickler. The mustache. Where do you? But you don't even know what an alien pussy is. Who are you, you, you accusing of that? I know what one is. Now, you haven't seen all the girls I've dated. Well, this guy, this poor guy that called in and was waiting to talk about something, and then we put him on the spot. Let's bring him back from the brink. You're back with a question, sir. Welcome welcome uh, back to the Chud Show. All right, bitches. Hey, I had a question for you, and I joined late, so if you guys have covered this, I guess you can go fuck yourself. Um, it's, for, for, it's for Devin or whoever else has uh, read the Potter books. Where do you guys think the break will be between the seventh and eighth movie, and what, what kind of cliffhanger do you think it will end on? I read the unauthorized Potter book, and they said she was high during most of Along Came a Spider. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love whenever Along Came a Spider is brought up, by the way. <laughs> You, you, for, you forgot to put some curse words in your question. <laughs> when do you fucking think they'll cut that shit? You motherfucker. Devin, that's a good question for Devin. I mean, I think I love those books. I really do, but I think Devin really, like, 
I think the cliffhanger. I think the cliffhanger is going to be um, when Ron is right about to discover Hermione's clit- clitoris. I think that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> Will he find the man in the boat? <laughs> to be continued next year. Um, I think uh, it's happening when the. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's, there's a scene where our heroes get captured. I think it happens there. Now, don't they call her Slytherin? <laughs> That's what she leaves behind. <laughs> what Justin, what, what's your take? I don't, do you I don't know. I, I can't. That's the thing is, I love that. I love that last book, but I can't. I can't recall. I mean, I know they got in the woods. And I hope there's a lot of camping. camping out. Maybe they'll cut it there. I don't know. Well, the, as they, they go out in the woods. Wait a minute. They go out in the woods. That'd be great. And then it ends. Wouldn't that be great to like have a scene? They're just kind of walking in the woods. What the hell? They kind of they kind of put a put a tent up and then the roll credits. You know. <laughs> vulgar vulgar caller. Where do you think it'll end? Oh, I'm I'm kind of along the same lines as Devin. I just was throwing it around. I was reading the recap of the book again to remind myself what I'd read last year. That's that's probably where I think it'll end too. Which one? The woods. <laughs> yes, yes, between tree 12 and tree 13. No, um, probably around the capture point. I'm wondering what parts of the books of the of the book are going to get cut to, considering they'll have so much time now. You have to actually include everything for a change. So yeah. we'll see, I guess. Sometime after Hagrid dies. <laughs> Merle Hagrid? Yeah, Merle Hagrid. Larry Hagrid? The, I, I, Hagrid has to die, and he's giant. Hagrid the Horrible. <laughs> is that a spoiler? Is, am I, I've never read any of these books, but does Hagrid die? I, the I only mean, reason I'm holding out hope is I want to see I want to see a horizontal. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything for people who aren't familiar with the movies, but he doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> In the woods. Plenty of people do though. So if you have a bloodlust about these films, you will be. Uh, Happy. I want all the I want all the students of Hogwarts to die, and I want Dumbled. Uh, I want um, what's Ray Fiennes' character's name? Voldemort. Voldemort. I want him Jesus. to live. I want him to win. You may be disappointed. Stop, stop watching after film seven, and you'll be good to go. I am hanging up on this vulgar call. Thanks for calling, and thanks for holding. He's, he's gone, William. Pretty, pretty proud of our uh, the, the sheer amount of Harry Potter discussion. Definitely what I hope for in a podcast that I'm us, paying he, for. He called us both bitches and, and fuckers. And bitches, yeah, bitches. But I nice. think it was out of love. I hope. I hope. So it we was. went from the we went from the most mellow caller to the most aggro caller. <laughs> We're showing off our range. We went from Celine Dion to Michelle shocked. <laughs> oh well. Great. We went from Diane Lane to CCH Pounder. <laughs> we have another Hello. caller. Uh, this is our last caller of the night, and then we're just going to rock the fucking amazing film discussion. Last caller, what's your name? No, I'm serious. Hey guys, it's Randy again. Oh, good Lord. We only have three listeners. What's that going <laughs> up on me, guys? You said I was in for a treat. Oh, that's right, yeah. Someone made that joke. No, I, I just had a real quick question, guys. So, so we can get back to hearing you guys and your awesome discussions, and that's no sarcasm either. Um, you all mentioned the uh, Inglorious Bastards earlier. 
Which ones are which one are y'all going for? Either Expendables or the Inglorious Bastards? I'm just gonna watch Let's Get Harry. That's guy's Expendables easily. That's kind of a, that's kind of a Sophie's choice for me. The thir- the, the the PG thirteen Expendables. I, I'll take that over. Yeah, I think I I think I'm looking for more forward to that. Um, I'm more excited about the Expendables too, but I don't I don't I have no illusions it's going to be a good movie. No, I don't either. I think it'll be crap, but it'll be fun. Tarantino's, crap. Tarantino's enough of a filmmaker. I mean, like, there's no doubt that he's like a a force to be reckoned with. Anytime he does anything, there's always a chance he's going to just knock our socks off. But I'm just so much indulgence. So much indulgence with his films that it's hard to endure sometimes. I don't know. It's hard. I, I'd pick both. I'm excited equally. I mean, they can, yeah, just the cast alone for Expendables is enough reason to see it. But um, wait a minute, the cast? Okay, okay, because the cast for Inglorious is shit. It's interesting. I think. No, I don't think it's shit at all. It's balls. We well, got Paul Rust. Need to say more. Need more. You got, got DJ Novak. Yes. You got you got you got Sam Levine from Freaks and Geeks. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think Tarantino really thinks about his casting, so I, I like I, I like when he uh, I legitimately like who he comes up with usually. These are all his these are all his fourth choices though. Were they his fourth choices? Yeah. Who else? Did they he really are. I don't know, but he like DJ Novak and Sam Levine were not his first choices. Well, I know he he wanted Simon Pegg for something and it didn't work out. Yeah, he wanted, and Eli Roth wasn't his first choice, but, you know. He wanted Dirk Benedict, but he was busy. <laughs> I, I, I think, I, mean, he, I, think I, know, I know one of the casting choices was inspired um, for, the, uh, for the German guy. He was listening to a Beastie Boys album. He thought, no sleep, Till Schweiger. Till Schweiger. He's, He's got a fast bender, too. He's really good. Actually, is, is, what is it, what do I know him from other than uh, Driven? Which SLC one? Tiger. Punk. He was that one. Do what? He was an SLC punk. No, where do I know him from? <laughs> I like SLC punk, by the way. I, I forgot Renee was there, and then he mentions SLC punk. <laughs> the best. This is going to be. This is going to be a tough to hear, but it's the best Lillard performance, I'd say, on film. Oh. Very controversial because there's a lot to choose from. Tough to hear for you guys, I know. At Fast Finder, you, I saw him in. Um, you're saying he was good. He's supposed to be good in the movie, Devin. Well, he's so good in in uh, in Hunger. Is he? How good was Carl Urban in, in Fast Finder? He, he was good in uh, this movie I saw called Eden Lake. I thought he was pretty good in that. So it's a little British horror film. And then he's in 300, of course, as well. He plays the homoerotic guy. The homoerotic guy. <laughs> he plays. He plays. He's credited as bare chest on the right. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm actually. I, I. I like the idea of seeing somebody like a big movie star like Brad Pitt in. It's still in his prime, working with Tarantino. There's, you know, that's that's a, that's a nice change up in some respects because I mean a lot of times he kind of goes for people whose star has faded, and that's cool. Um, but it's, nice to, see, but it's nice to see Brad Pitt not dropping out of a movie at the last minute, too. That's true. I you know what's interesting about Pitt is... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I read the other day that Tarantino says he's going to quit making movies 
at the age of 60. I don't know how much, you know, I think I read it on IMDb, so I don't know how much uh, truth there is to that, but how, how many movies is he making between there? Another two? Yeah, he's already in his mid-40s, right? Yeah. yeah. He's got a lot. That's, that's a lot of time left. He said he was going to end at 50. It would, it would probably mean a little something more than, than saying at 60. He's got time. What, um... I, I hope the movie's good. I hope the movie's not too long. I hope it's uh, I hope it's a lot of things. It's going to be long for sure. But I'm sorry, man. Grindhouse, I hated, and uh, the more I the more I think about Kill Bill, the less I ever want to revisit it. I like Kill Bill a lot. Me I like too. Death Proof a lot. I don't know. I always like his films. Renee, no. what is your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time: Batman, Michael Keaton, and. Wrong. Oh, my God. Wrong. Really? That's, that's incorrect, Renee. No, I actually like... Um, I got a lot in the action thread. I like License to Kill. <laughs> what about License to Kill? I love that film, too, but it's your favorite film ever. What about License to Kill? You didn't say quality-wise. No, I love it. I mean, you're rocking out with the Michael Kamen score. What about... Yeah. What about... Um, what about chain what reaction? About non, non-foreign flicks. <laughs> non-foreign flicks? Yeah. Batman's German. <laughs> License to Kill. Is, is <laughs> that is incredible. From Antarctica. I, w- I, w- I would say RoboCop, but then you'd just say that's Dutch. No, RoboCop's great. I tell you what, I'm, I'm going I'm to disconnect you so we can ruminate. But thank you for calling again. Um, no, correct me if I'm wrong, but if if somebody were to tell you the favorite movie is License to Kill, and no, 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 it was it was Batman. It was his first choice. That's hilarious. I know. I, know. Well, I, was, I was getting to that. If somebody else said Batman and another dude said RoboCop, which person would you hold in the highest regard? License to Kill. Oh, RoboCop. Okay. RoboCop. You people that you people with brains. RoboCop. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, great. I guess when you ask someone their favorite movie is, as opposed to what they think is the best no, movie no. of all time. No, no, and I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's personal, like a lot of it has to do with your age at the time, you know, and where you were in your life. I mean, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, like, we, if your daddy stopped hitting you long enough to watch all of License to Kill, <laughs> I think that would be maybe your favorite one. I woke up out of a coma and watched Electric Dreams, and that was. <laughs> That's so funny because it was the exact opposite for me. Yeah, I mean, we asked, the, we asked the poor guy what his favorite film is, instantly made fun of him, and kept asking him to pick until he got to RoboCop. Okay, he knows the stud show. He knows, he knows how we are. Nobody, we, nobody gets out you know, unscathed unless, unless you're uh, That poor kid. He's, he's, a, he's, he's trying to think of what he should have said, you know? What no, really, because he actually thought it. Well, there was a pause there. He thought about it. He contemplated, and he said, that was it, Batman. <laughs> How do you say Batman? He got the passion to like Batman the best. There's nothing we could do. There's nothing we could do to hurt him. <laughs> I agree. His power is beyond ours. That's something oh, I, I never would have guessed. That's not my favorite. That is my favorite film. I have, this, it, my problem is I have about ten favorite films of all time. So it's, I'm a lost cause. Who might have be judging someone's Love of Batman is their favorite film ever. The thing is, if he would have said Living Daylights over License to Kill, I would have been with him. Not, I wouldn't have agreed with him. I wouldn't have agreed with him, but I would have been cool with it. Nick, your the favorite movie of all time, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is Listen to Me, right? 
that Steve's? No, yours. Kirk Hammer, Damien Gross. No, 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 no. Primary <laughs> Colors. <laughs> oh, what a great film! You know, how, like a lot of like I, I know I do. I, I like I'll, if I somebody who I'm casual friends with, I'll ask them what like their favorite movie is, and that'll instantly shape how I treat them for the rest of our relationship. <laughs> that I mean, Renee's like a long time reader. He's he's beyond reproach. I'm not worried about him. But like, if somebody like if I'm, I'm if I was like in you know like at a bar or something, and I was just talking to somebody casually. And I, I was like, so what's your favorite movie? Fucker says Batman. I'm going to shiv him. What if they say, like, uh, Thumb Wars or something? God, yeah, God damn it. The Thumb Wars. We need to high-five him. Yeah, the, they the movie's been on cable thumb. a lot that I never realized how good it is. Strange Wilderness. Fucking classic. Love at first bite. I threw away 200 Strange Wilderness posters when I, when I, when I last moved. Wow. Yeah, they, they, for some I'm reason, they 200 Strange Wilderness posters. I'm about to throw away 200 orphan balls. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> not playing. It has nothing to do with movies, yeah. They must have, at one point then, if they print out that many posters to give away, they must have thought that they were going to promote that movie at some point. They didn't really promote it. No, actually, I also got a bunch of orphan T-shirts. And I was thinking about going down to a real orphanage and giving them to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine a bunch of destitute, unloved children in extra-large black T-shirts that say orphan? That's, an, that's like a who fucking... Here, uh, like who here has, who here has your mommy and daddy? Yeah, who here has your mommy and daddy? Raise your hands. You get a free T-shirt. <laughs> this is Christmas and Halloween, folks. <laughs> from the, Nick, that movie is from the guy who directed House of Wax. I know, I love that. I love that movie. Well, I don't love it. That's a movie. Uh, I do Isn't like that the movie. starring uh, Supernatural's Jared Padalecki? Yes, that's yes, where I is. first stopped liking him. And he does not make it through the film. <laughs> he, he doesn't. He die at a piano. He gets. He gets. He gets hot wax, like live hot wax. And then he's like a trapped in the wax. So his massive forehead is preserved forever. You're right, he's at a piano. But he's at a piano, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I have my House of Wax trivia down. Do you remember when the, when, when a Dark Castle film actually was like a somewhat mini-event? No. Like the first three films, it was kind of a big deal. I don't know how it got to be, ever be one, because none of their films ever were that good. No, the first one was all right, though, until the end, until the, until the ink block. It was all right. Right. So it's good until the end. Then Ghost Ship and then 13 Ghosts? Um, yeah. Right? Uh, okay, 13 Ghosts. Ugh. And then Gothica? Ugh. Holy. House of Wax, though. I like it. I like House of Wax. House of Wax is great. It's, it's, yeah. And it's got Brian Van Holt kicking ass. It's got yeah. Paris Hilton taking pipe. Yeah, she gets fucked. She gets destroyed. Everybody gets destroyed pretty much in that movie. Cuthbert, I think that's Cuthbert's best best role. For sure. She she flew off the map, did she not? I mean, at an alarming pace. She's she's um possibly not that good of an actress, but she's a pretty woman, pretty girl. 
but it's not that good of an actress. She's on 24 yeah, but again. she doesn't take her shit off. She doesn't take her shit off. That's a, that's a mistake. I know, that's a bad career choice. It's a very bad career choice. She's in a movie about a, what, a, a porn or Playboy something? Yeah, yeah porn girl, girl next door. Girl next door. She doesn't pull her shit off. Yeah, she wears more clothes than a Sense and Sensibility remake. I know. Uh, it's not hot at all. She's pretty cute, though. Cuthbert. I like, I like, she said, her last name sounds like she should be, like, in a comic strip, like, named after her. Maybe that's, <laughs> that's, where, maybe that's where it's headed, you know? <laughs> Justin, you should do a comic strip called Cuthbert. Yeah, maybe I should. So, Rescue Me is a really good show. Mm. Never mm. seen it. Never really? seen it. I've watched it. They, they, they like it. Because of Chud's incredible reach into the TV community, uh, they've been sending the episodes in advance of the show. So I've been able to be fucking lightning fast and, and ahead, of the, ahead of the curve. And I must reiterate, Dennis Leary is one of the most underappreciated dudes out there. Mm. I know Devin agrees. I'm not, not a big Dennis all. Leary fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not hot on Dennis Leary. My sister How much does that have to do with Bill Hicks? Um, not a lot, because I didn't even find out that he ripped off Bill Hicks' entire routine until a couple of years ago. I just never thought Dennis Leary was that funny. Did it all go south when then, when they didn't cast Jason Patrick in 2FIC, ruining your fucking fan <laughs> It was that asshole song, which used to play on the radio oh, all the time yeah, when yeah, I was in right. New York. Oh, man. Comedians well, and songs is usually a bad mix. No, but seriously, the one thing I the one thing like I, I watch the show in bursts and then I forget about it and then I kind of you know for one reason I revisit it. It's a really special show. It this really season, is. this season they all become kaiju, right? As according to the billboards, they become giant monsters. <laughs> that would be a better show. Because <laughs> all the billboards are like Dennis Leary stepping on buildings. And yeah, and I think that's yeah, all the advertisements. There's like these giant dudes walking around New York and picking and picking and. <laughs> Yeah, they always kind of promote that show like in a really weird way. Like it never works, you know. Like one of the guy, one of the guys in the show is a kaiju. <laughs> but other than that, the rest are. They just have, like, he's, 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 not a, he's not a Sephardic Jew. No, no. <laughs> but they have that one where Denslier had like a this, his jaw was like huge, like his mouth was super wide open. Like they just never. Who's promoting that show? Like what? I, what see, I, I love FX. I love the way they Didn't they have an head. episode where Michael J. Fox plays against type as a guy who can't move? Yeah, he's on, he's on a couple episodes this season, I think. That's crazy. He's playing a guy who can't move. That's nuts. All he does is Well, actually, move. Michael J. Fox, the first, like, five episodes of the season, he's the guy that is sleeping with Dennis Leary's ex-wife. He steals, he steals Dennis Leary's wife. Michael J. Fox does. Yeah. Oh, he's on shady ground. Well... Uh, you know the truth about Parkinson's, and this isn't a joke, that the disease, the medicine is what makes him shake? Yeah, the I, disease. Know. I know. It kills the joke, though. So, so what do they put in the medicine is what I'm asking. <laughs> is, that the, is that what yeah, I was about to say? It was, they haven't sold the jumping bean since 1982. <laughs> <laughs> how was how he on the show, Nick? How was Michael J. Fox? Um, he was very good. Was he, he good? Was very good. Um, I had to put on my 3D glasses just to keep track of him, but he was very, very good. Um, it was funny because he's, he's, it's weird to see Michael J. Fox talking frankly about sex and like being kind of like an asshole and, you know, like kind of a, 
just a, it's a different side of him. He's like a pill popping crazy motherfucker with uh, a heart on, you know. And um, that's you know that's not Michael J. Fox that I grew up in. Although I was thinking about it when I saw it, I was like, I forgot how great of an actor he is. Yeah. And I was like, what, 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 I mean, like, a casualties award didn't work because he just didn't have the balls. He didn't have the ballsy enough kind of swagger to pull off that role or anything like that. But what would he, like, if it wasn't for the disease and if he had managed to kind of have a career after TV, I bet you he would be a pretty fucking interesting actor right now. Like, he's the right age to where he could start playing, like, character parts. You know, and he, and he actually doesn't look too much like a little kid anymore. Kind of wonder what he would have become because he's fucking. Probably still be on TV him. in some format. I imagine he liked TV a lot. He's a TV guy. Yeah, he liked TV. He did the series of movies that were pretty popular. Yeah. The Casualties of War series. <laughs> Doc Hollywood. No, you know what? Though? My... He did the whole he did the whole serious thing with Bright Lights Big City, and it's fucking terrible. He's awful in it. Yeah, but that was a bad movie. That wasn't his fault. He's no good in it though. No, he's not. He's I think he kind of. That's a, that's a good question. I'll tell you in one second. Uh, uh, James Bridges. Who else was in that? Someone else was in that with him. Tracy Pollan. Yeah, but another dude. Kiefer. Kiefer, Kiefer. that's right. Kiefer. He was also not good. No, nobody's good. That's a bad. That's a terrible. Yeah, that's a bad movie, but he was... See, but I, he's I not know. even good in Casualties of War, I don't think, though. That's a really no, he's not, but he's, but he's up against Sean Penn. Yeah. And he's playing. He's supposed to play a character who's like could actually, feel, you know, you have to believe he can hold his own against John C. Riley and fucking John, you know, the Sean Penn and all that. That's not fair. Yes, John C. Riley's first movie role. Yeah, John Leguizamo's who, in that. Who? And who? Who's in that? Who rounds out that troop? The other guy. That other guy who that character actor you've seen a million times. He always plays kind of like that guy. Like he was in Eight Men Out. He's always that guy in the group who's gonna fucking turncoat or something. I've got this name, but I don't. Yeah, Don, but Don Harvey. I don't. I don't remember. He's in Hudson Hawk. <laughs> but uh, no, nah. I, I think Jay Fox had it in him to uh, to to become like a at least a you know decent decent character. Well, someone on the boards uh, mentioned. Well, they mentioned Teen Wolf, of course, but they also mentioned The Frighteners, which I thought he was good in The Frighteners. I like that movie. Yeah, but it's all it's all like, like comedy. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, you're right. He hasn't he hasn't proven himself in a drama yet. But what? But on Rescue Me, he's he. It's it's not. I mean, the comedy comes from the fact you're seeing Michael J. Fox in the role. But he does. He's not cracking jokes, and he's not. Um, you know, and and he's not and he's not turning his disease into a, a cause. I mean, like he's he's like like you know he's become very much you know cause driven now. And I I was a little worried when I heard he was in the show that it was going to be just kind of like a oh, look at us type of thing. Right. But he was. He was—he just brought his game, and it was uh, well, right. It was kind of sad to see that cocksucker Lou Gehrig, who I think really just <laughs> is all about his fucking. What a dick that guy was. <laughs> yeah, well, too bad for us. Um, <laughs> I try to—I try to—I try to stick up for a. I try to stick up for a trembler, and this is what happens. <laughs> Oh, God. So we got 90 seconds till the end of the show. Um, and folks listening, even though it's been amazing, um, I hope you guys like the idea of us doing this every Wednesday because we're pretty much stuck with it as far as I'm concerned. Even when you're away? Yeah, even when you leave? I think so. I think so because 
it's, I'm not going to be gone in huge chunks of time and uh, 60 seconds to go. And um, you're going to enjoy, enjoy that massive time. It'll shift. be in the middle of the night or something at that point. I'm not really worried about it. I think the show must go on. Oh, for sure. It's true, true. So well, I thank you all for I thank you all for calling in. Um, I hope the readers and listeners found something to enjoy, and uh, look for us uh, again next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, you fucking cowards. Be good. Goodbye. I guess. And that's it. You guys want it one more time?